Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the world. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends, and welcome back to the show where everything has changed. <laughs> I am super excited to be back in the studio, and I have two guests that are joining me for this particular episode. One is my partner in life, Stephanie Ravenscraft. How are you? I'm good. I thought you were going to introduce Mark there. (laughs) (laughs) It was so. and, And of course, Mark Mason. Mark Mason, how are you, brother? Man, I'm absolutely fantastic. I, I, I'm glad I don't quite rate above Stephanie in the partner in life department. Oh, come on. It's all fun over here. So the, the, one of the funniest moments that happened on stage at Free the Dream Conference, and I wasn't planning for this, but Stephanie was out there. She did her amazing presentation on the five stages of the entrepreneurial marriage. And then following that, we had it planned for you to come out and interview Stephanie to kind of ask some of the questions that might be going through the minds of the audience. And by the way, Mark, you did an incredible job of the questions that you asked and the things that you brought out of Stephanie in conversation. So thank you for that. Thank you. And then as far as going out afterwards, I just, uh, Stephanie, why don't you tell folks real quickly the the inside joke that you let everybody in on? Okay, so I asked permission before, I sh- well, I asked Cliff's permission before I shared it. He knew where I was going. I think Mark um, got th- thrown on top of the bus a little bit. <laughs> That's okay. I'm all good with the bus. Okay. And, um, but I let the audience know that in our house, Um, amongst myself and our children, Mark Mason is referred to as Cliff's boyfriend. And uh, proudly, proudly, I'm proudly proudly referred to as Cliff's boyfriend. Awesome. And so um, it it was just a fun moment. And and Mark, you need to share the side of the story from your end, because I think there's some kind of similar language that's used in your household. Is that what I understand? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I assume that Paula and Stephanie don't speak on a regular basis, although now I'm a little suspicious because Paula also refers to you as my boyfriend, Cliff. That's hilarious. And when my children found that out, they thought it was just like the greatest thing ever that um, I've never met um, Paula. And um, I'd like to. Um, actually, I was talking to Cliff on our drive home from Franklin this weekend that um, we need because our children are older and you know we can just leave them and uh, <laughs> call, call grandparents and be like hey we're out of town can you check on our kids once or twice and so since we have that we have that freedom and that margin that we should fly to Dallas just to double date yeah that would be awesome I mean we would love that and like you guys we love movies and doing stuff and so um, there, we have a lot in common, 
And Paula particularly has a lot in common with you, Stephanie, because she knows who she is and she'll tell you about it, which is one of the things that I love about you. And and I, maybe I think that's why I like you so much is because uh, you and Paula have so much in common. Well, the, I can't wait to meet her. So we're going to make it happen before like spring of next year. All right. Okay. So, Sounds great. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, I just want to say <laughs> that, that there is a reason why Paula would have actually said you texting with your boyfriend again and and Stephanie and my kids are is, are you texting with your boyfriend because where does that come from and it's the fact that Mark Mason and I text each other what Stephanie go ahead finish no, that you, no you waved me you want me to stop so okay. we can say something it's the fact that Cliff can send me text messages that oh, are meant yes. for Mark and they make sense that's a little frightening. And it's and so I'm like following his train of thought. I know what he's talking about. I'm like, we haven't discussed this in a while. So I'm thinking that maybe this wasn't for me. So I'll shoot back. Um, am I missing something? Like, do you are you trying to fill me in on something? And he goes, Oh, sorry, that was meant for Mark. <laughs> well, here's the scary thing, Stephanie. You're very frightening. Sometimes Cliff sends me text messages that are meant for you. <laughs> yes, I, I've been told. Oh, and those are just a little bit weirder on his end. <laughs> More than a little, yeah. <laughs> Poor dude. Oh, uh, anyway, but yes, Mark Mason and I text each other like teenage girls. Yep, that's pretty much that sums that, it up. That pretty much sums it up. Anyway, uh so the so for those who were not privileged to be at this event this past weekend, one of my highlights and there is a photo. Mark remind me Later, I need to send, I know you've seen the photo, but there is a somebody who took a live photo. So one of those ones where you press on it and you can actually see what happened before and the whole journey of the photo. There is a photo of this. So I, I was so blown away and I don't know what inspired me or led me to say this, but I walk out on stage and before I let you guys walk off the stage, I, I, I put my arm around Stephanie to the left and I put my arm around Mark Mason to my right and I say, guys, I can't begin to tell you what an honor it is to share one stage with both my lover and my boyfriend. And both Stephanie and Mark gave me this huge kiss and we had the, all three of us had the most amazing smiles on our face. Everybody in the audience was dying laughing and... And somebody had posted a still image of the overwhelming joy and laughter on our face over this very funny moment. And somebody says, this is the look of pure joy. Yeah. That, and, I mean, that's how I felt. Exactly. I mean, I was just so happy. I mean, I felt like Stephanie had delivered this giant value bomb, which I facilitated a little bit. And then, you know, I was with you in this thing, which I, I hope we'll, we'll get to, to talk about this. But I mean, Free the Dream was such an amazing thing. I mean, it was a landmark event in your life, in my life, in the lives of the people that were there. And I was, a, I was on your stage, man. And I just felt like, and, and I, I feel a little guilty for it being about me, but I just felt so happy for me and for you and for everybody that was there, it was really amazing. Well, I do not feel guilty. Um, this was every bit as much for you as it was everyone else. I, I don't, I don't, I, matter of fact, I think that this event was for everyone. 
It wasn't just for me. It wasn't for Stephanie. It, it was for every, it, it was, in a way it was for me. It was for Stephanie, but it was for you, Mark. It was for every person that was there. This event was our event. And, and I believe it, it was a gift directly from God. That's, those, I, that is, those are strong words, and I do not take those words lightly. Yeah, it was amazing. And as you know, I had to miss three, potentially miss three youth baseball games, a soccer game, and a bunch of other stuff. And so I, I started doing, I was joking with the rest of the baseball coaching staff that I was going to be doing rain dances I was able, I was, I managed to get everything rained out. So, I mean, everything <laughs> just worked. I mean, it was just a, an amazing weekend. Ah, well, we invited Mark, by the way, the reason why I have both Stephanie and Mark on here, um, something happened this past weekend that defies explanation. And if you have not yet seen my vlog episode, it's titled, What Just Happened? Question mark. And it, it the... If you go to freethedream.live uh, anytime in the month of September, maybe even I'll leave it up until October. I think it makes a perfect sales page video, if you will, for Free the Dream 2019. I, I'm literally bawling, like crying, uh, not sad, but overwhelming tears of joy in the first eight minutes of the vlog that it, I finally got around to recording because it took me two days just to even get up the the ability to to speak words about what happened this past weekend. And then the the final half, the other half of that is just some amazing video, authentic footage that my son Matthew got from just following me uh, early in the morning when we did registration uh, one day during one of the breaks and then an, another time near the end of the event, just, just hugging on a lot of people. And, and it just really gives you a sense and a feel of a little bit of the connection and the deepness that, of the relationships that were being formed there. So if you haven't seen that vlog, I encourage you to go check it out. The best place to see it is over on the sales page, freethedream.live. It's it's less than 15 minutes, I think. And, and, and it, yeah. So the assumption here is that you've either saw that or you will see that. But Mark, I, I think you said it, and so many other people said that the expectations were high for this. Share a little bit of that, your thoughts on that. Yeah, so, I mean, I know what you're capable of, and I know what you're about, and so I know what you intended. So I expected you to deliver on that intention because that's that's what you do, right? You fill people up, that's your thing. And so I had an idea of what this would be. And I, I had concerns because anytime you do something the first time, you have all this unexpected stuff that you have to worry about. You know, will the music work? Is the AV going to be okay? Will the, you know, building fall down in the middle of the thing? You know, you're worried about all this stuff, but I thought, you know, this is going to be a, pr a pretty good event and, and we'll, you know, I, I expected you to put a stick in the ground kind of and, you, and build off of this. So I had some expectations that were high and they were blown away at a, at a level that I'm still really trying to come to grips with. I have on my screen right now the picture of all the attendees on the stage, which is an amazing photograph. And just the conversations that I had with people there 
that about the stuff that was going on in their lives and how they were being impacted in the moment at the thing at Free the Dream, I'm still processing that and and, and looking at this picture is just bringing this all back and I, it was just it just exceeded my expectations more than I could have ever imagined. Uh, that is the feedback I've heard from every single person and. And, and including myself and Stephanie. Absolutely. We, Stephanie and I both had very high expectations as well. And and Mark, I, I would even add that I even believe that my expectations for this event were higher than yours. Because one, one of my daily affirmations is something I picked up from a story that Tony Robbins told. And it's some sports figure that he heard it from, uh, and he said, "How how do you how do you achieve so much success?" And and I, this thing stuck with me, and it's it's because I am absolutely committing committed to expecting more from myself than anyone else could ever dream of expecting from me, and so I I went in with I thought, quite frankly, I I felt like I went into this with unrealistic expectations. Um, that, I, that's how high my expectations were. Mark, I, I had people who were emailing me saying, Cliff, this is what I've got going on in my life. Would free the dream be a good thing for me? And I'm, I'm responding to them and with a level of confidence that seemingly is like, where does this come from? But I'm writing them, yes, buy your ticket now. I am absolutely convinced you, exactly with what you're dealing with in life, free the dream is exactly what you need. And then I'm thinking, what did I just tell that person? And you know what? I I better do something unique, special, some in some way, some shape, some form. I need to make sure that that need gets met that weekend. And so I've, <laughs> there are about seven different people, Mark, that shared their needs that, I mean, they were, they were huge. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, God, how does this need get met? I know it can be met. I know that there's no, there is absolutely no lack of resources here, but, but I'm, I'm going to have to lean in on you to, to help me figure out how that person's needs going to get met. But one thing I'm committed to is making sure it gets met. And so I had high expectations of myself and, and the fact that these people were investing so heavily, I'm like, I, but Mark, I, I, it blew me away. I, it's like, there, there, there are no words to say, I, I, I'm still, I'm at a loss for words. Every need that, that was met. Every need that was expressed was met, and then some. There were some people that I'm like, okay, I remember this person specifically saying this is what they were hoping to get out of it, and Mark, they were, it was huge. I'm like, is this person really going to get that? And then to have those conversations with that person when they got there, I was intentionally, it's like, oh my gosh, you need to meet this person, have a conversation and do with whatever comes out of it. And then that evening or the next day, seeing those two people really hitting it off, and then by the end of the event, having that person say, oh my gosh, Cliff, you were so right. This is exactly what I needed. My life is absolutely hands down radically altered as a result of this experience. Thank you so much for convincing me to buy my ticket. That's, 
mind, it, my mind was blown. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, Steph and I were in the back of the room at one point standing, I was standing next to Dan and, uh, I just leaned over to Stephanie and I, I said, I said, I think this is, I think this was on probably Friday. I said, I, I think this is a moment, right? This is a moment to mark Yep. because it was just apparent that this was the, the very special start of something. And what's crazy, and I, I'm sure you, it sounds like you remember that, Stephanie, what we decided was that as amazing as this was, I mean, you could already tell in the first day, as amazing as it was, it was really just the beginning, right? And, and that's what has me so excited is that, you know, these people, they got this tremendous value. I mean, at least that's what they were telling me because I was asking sort of, as friend of Cliff, you know, tell me what's going on. Tell me about your experience. Are you having a good time? Are you are you getting value? You know, what what does this mean to you? And they were telling me these stories. I had the most amazing conversations. I mean, you tra- you attract amazing people. You know, the people that are listening to us now, they're on average, they're amazing or more, right? And so it was an amazing thing for me, but it was clear to me and Stephanie from the back of the room and Dan, I talked to Dan and Aaron about this as well. This is just the beginning. Absolutely. I mean, I was standing there um, right as you leaned over to me and I'm standing there and I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I'm taking a moment to take this in because I'm truly standing in the middle of something that is bigger than myself. And this is as small as it's ever going to be. And just taking that in and, and I, I mean, I have no words. Like people keep asking me, how was, how did it go? How, how was this weekend? I, I've been asked by, you know, my dad and my brother and um, Shana, the girl who does our hair, like I'm getting it everywhere. And I'm, I have no words. Like, I don't think that I can properly explain to you what happened this weekend? It was immensely profound to me. And then I stand back and I look and I'm like, I played a small part in pulling that off. You, okay. Oh, come on. Hold on. Hold on. No, I played a big part in, in pulling it off as far as like the planning and, and the being a part of it and the speaking and understanding that. But I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the way that God used Cliff and I to radically change lives. Yes. That I played a small part in. Exactly. And um, to be able to stand there and be in awe of everything that was going around me. And um, I love that I didn't participate in any of the questions or any of the filling out of the information and, and going through the content that the attendees were going through. Because I really couldn't quite do both at the same time. I, I couldn't immerse myself in the content and stay in this in this mind blowing place of being a part of this. Like it, it really I, I seriously I still don't have words. I'll just yeah, ramble I, and make no sense all night long. I had exactly the same experience that, you know, I, I first started off after we got everybody checked in and, and Cliff started speaking. I started off trying to be an attendee and I had to abandon that because 
I was so interested in what was going on around me. I was having so many meaningful interactions with the people there. And, you know, I just, so I just decided, you know, not to be an attendee and to be part of, be in that moment. Um, and, and that I'm really glad I made that decision because I made so many friends and met so many amazing people. And, um, and I, I can't wait to, you know, we're now we're all connected and I've had like, you know, an enormous influx of very welcomed Facebook friend requests. It's just yes. really, it's just really great. I mean, I, I just feel, I'm very happy. I feel very for every, every time. I mean, and I was really trying to engage people and give during the conference. And every time I would do that, I would get back tenfold, right? People would just, were just, you know, pouring so much energy around. It was, it was really amazing. So, I, I want to share with you we're going to be all over the place and that, if, if that's okay with everyone. Uh, well, it has to be because we produce this show. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so you're welcome. There, so there, well, first of all, there are two things. First of all, I want I'm, I'm going to go with the, this happened to me at the conference. So I'm going to tell you where I'm going. Phil Zito, we have to talk about Phil Zito next. Okay. All right. So Stephanie, Mark, Phil Zito is a topic of conversation next. All right. Really but, so before I get to Phil Zito though, I, here's what I, this is one thing I, I selfishly love about Free the Dream. Stephanie and I have been in business together ever since I left my career in insurance. Uh, many people, unfortunately, who subscribe to this podcast are not fully aware of that. Uh, they, prior to the quote unquote Cliff Ravenscraft show, uh, it was the podcast answer man. And for whatever reason, most people who still follow me today found me as a result of the podcast answer man brand. That seemingly was the one thing that, that got the most people's attention as far as a long-term, you know, community of people who, who have been following this journey for many years. Does that make sense? But what many of the folks who have been listening to this side of the journey, of the business journey, it's the podcast answer man, it's Cliff Ravenscraft. You know, Stephanie has talked about every now and then as a very supportive wife and spouse and, and all that, but no, it's always been Cliff and Stephanie. Uh, before there was podcast answer man, there was this thing called uh, a hobby known as podcasting. And we podcasted about a television show, Lost, which was Cliff and, it was Cliff and Stephanie's weekly Lost podcast, over 200 and some odd episodes, like 262 episodes of the weekly Lost podcast together. Uh, there was, get this, for more than a decade, every single week, Stephanie and I did Family from the Heart together. We've done the Desperate Housewives fan podcast together, the Hunger Games podcast, the Twilight Saga podcast. Stephanie and I have been podcasting together for years, creating content together for years. And together, Stephanie and I have reached around the world hundreds of thousands of people with literally thousands of episodes of podcasts. But those people, which, by the way, there's several, there are a few hundred that follow where we are today. But, but the overwhelming majority of the community that follows what's been going on lately have come from the podcast answer man side and stuff like that. And, and so what I love about all this, selfishly, going back to this, is the fact that finally, 
in the public eye, people are understanding that that this isn't just Cliff Ravenscraft, that Cliff and Stephanie are literally a team and not just with Stephanie's support and, uh, you know, feedback on ideas and decisions. That for me, Stephanie, was one of my, is one of my things that I love about this event. It, it brought you to the forefront and the fact that you got on stage and spoke at this event meant so much to me. Thank you. I, there, yeah. And I, I'm happy to stay in the background and, um, and, and continue this little role over here where people like don't really know that I'm, you well, know, playing a part, but, um, that's not where I'm, that's not where I'm called to be. That's what I was going to ask. Cause you, are you, ha- are you really happy to stand in the background is, is what I was going to ask you. Am I response. happy to stand in the background? Absolutely. Are you, no, you're, am I, you're comfortable. I'm comfortable, but I'm, I am called to live in the uncomfortable. And I took those words from um, Gina Lipsky. Gina Lipsky. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> this is another thing that I love. We're going to get to Phil Zito, I promise. And now, now, um, so her husband is Frank, Frank. and Frank is going to hear this and he's going to tell Gina, the Stephanie Ravenscraft mentioned Gina. The Stephanie Ravenscraft. On the Cliff Ravenscraft show. <laughs> Which is an inside Which thing is an about, inside, because of yeah, the, we've the text been, messages. We've been messaging back and forth. So We've been talking about everybody at this conference. I'm not kidding. I don't think there's a person's name that attended this conference that Stephanie and I, Stephanie and I haven't been consistently talking about. Yeah. I mean, it. oh gosh, we're all over the place here. I, but you've already said that we were going to be. So Mark, did you, I, don't, I don't know if you heard this, but, but Stephanie and I have decided we are adopting 87 human beings into our family. Did you hear about this? I know, right? I mean, I, I hadn't heard that about the adoption, and I think we might need to make it 88 because I'm interested. But <laughs> No, you, you were in it. You're one of the 87. Yeah. Phew. Uh, that was close. So, yeah, um, I mean, I feel the same way. I got to... I'm sorry. Facebook. uh, Sorry. I got a Facebook. Yeah, go ahead. It's that, that before we talk about, you know, as we talk about adopting 87 people, um, one of the days for lunch, our children set up a family table. Cliff's dad came down for one day of the conference and our kids set up a family table. So Papa was at the table and they saved me a seat and they saved Cliff a seat and the three of them are there and they saved you a seat. You were already family before So, I love your I love your children very much. Thank you. You want one? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I would say um I would like the spunky one, but that doesn't really narrow it down at all, does it? It doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yeah, uh, we'll I'm sorry. So so continue with your Facebook and you you were talking about like all of your we are talking about adopting 87 people and and you were talking about um all of the new um Facebook friends that you were getting. I think that's where we were. Yes. Before my tangent. Mark. Were yes. You- so, right. So the, the, the thing was I got to talk to almost everyone and there were a few people that I didn't talk to. And a few of those people reached out to me and they said, Oh, I wanted to talk to you, but you know, I, it ended up the way it ran. I had to leave immediately just even as it was closing and rush to the airport and run onto an airplane. Um, so there were a, a few people that I didn't get to talk to. So, um, if, you know, if, if you're one of those people, please reach out to me. I'd love to connect with you. Uh, and sorry, I missed you because those for me, um, you know, seeing the success that, 
that you had and all everything that you brought um, to everybody was was huge for me. But also connecting with all these wonderful people, the people that self-selected to be part of this amazing journey, um, that was just so impactful for me personally, uh, is just amazing. Mark, uh, one thing that you did not get to experience at the very end uh, because you, you did have to run to the airport to capture your flight. So here's what happened. McKenna had one of three of the registration lists. So I had a registration list in my pocket. So I had the name of every attendee in my shirt pocket the whole time folded up. Then there was the registration form with everybody's name on it at the registration table. And McKenna had one. And McKenna brought one of her pink highlighters. And here's what I told her. I said, McKenna, I want you to several times throughout this event, I want you to ask me, Dad, who have you had meaningful conversations with? And when I say meaningful conversation, I define that as a minimum of five to 10 minutes. And we talk about something on a very deep level, um, something that is essentially important to their life. That's what I mean when I say a meaningful conversation. This isn't just a, hey, passing, thanks for, you're doing a great job, I'm so happy for you. No, 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 we need to talk about life, all right? It was, it was that, that level. And so McKenna's is like, who, who have you talked to? I said, well, you can mark this person, this person, this person, this person. And we got down to the very final uh, session, Ken Davis absolutely rocked the house. And then after everything was wrapping up and I said, hold on, there are five people's names I need to read off. And one of them was Tony Papadakis. I remember that name. Unfortunately, he was not there. So Tony, if you're listening, you bought a ticket, but you weren't there and we need to know why. I want to hear from you. Email me personally, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com and, and put where I was in the subject line. I can't wait to hear from you, Tony. So, but all the other names, there were four other names. And I said, and I said, Pierce, I know you and I are friends, and I know we shook hands and we shared some pleasantries, but we, my friend, did not have a meaningful conversation. I need you at the front of the stage. And then there were two, there were two folks right at the front of the, of, the, uh, of the tables, and they were very shy, and they didn't want to take up my time. And I said, uh-uh, nope. You guys coming right down here. I'm coming off the stage, and I want to see you. And there was one other individual. So I had the absolute honor and privilege of having meaningful conversation with every single attendee at Free the Dream. And it is one reason why I'm absolutely thrilled that my dream of having 300 people at this event did not happen for the very first one. Yeah, I mean, you know, what does this mean, right? This is a cliff thing, right? So, Shooting for 300, much closer to 100, what does this mean? And it turned out to mean all these things that were all good, right? It meant that we, you know, you were able to have the event go exactly the way you wanted it to from an energy and interaction standpoint. You were able to reach all of those people individually. So many good things happened because of you you know being at 87 people i don't know what would have happened if we would have been dealing if you would have been dealing with 300 or 350 or 400 people for that very first event it would not have been the same it probably would have been amazing but it would not have been this event and i'm so happy with the way this event went 
I am, I am thankful that it was exactly what it was. And I'm thankful for you and your, your approach to managing your own state and interpretation of things that you recognize that what 87 people meant was that you could have the event that you were supposed to have. Yes. And it's so great. And it's such a lesson because I know so many people that would have been moping around and upset and worried about, you know, losing face because they didn't have 700 people or whatever. And, you know, you didn't worry about any of that. What you worried about were the 87 people that were there. And, oh, man, what an outcome that produced. And the good news is that I was able to do that because this is what I've been, if, if you will, it's what I've been preaching for years. Remember how many times over the years as Podcast Answer Man, my former identity, you know, the, the artist formerly known as Podcast Answer Man, um, <laughs> Stephanie's like shaking her head. I can't believe him. Uh, anyway, uh, the, in the old days, I used to preach this all the time. I, I, I would get on people. I was like, what do you mean you, you've been podcasting for five weeks and you only have 300 people listening to your podcast? Dude, that's 300 human beings. Do you know how many, what that is? Like in, in, in if the, you put 300 people in a room, seriously? Most pastors don't have that. Exactly. Exactly. So to, to, you know, and, and, and that, I, and I was tempted, I was, te- there were many times leading up to this event that I was tempted. It's like, man, there are only 80, you know, there's at the top, at one point there were, there were only 53 people <laughs> and, right. and I can't remember which of my friends is like, what did you just say? And I'm like, oh, never mind. You're right. Dude, I am totally wrong. Uh, and it's like, yeah, I, I, I was, it, it, matter of fact, putting free the dream together I had to put into practice everything that I taught on that stage when it comes to managing my emotional state, when it comes to managing what I'm focused on, what does this mean, and what actions will I be taking? And and it, I, I'm thankful that I documented so much of that here prior to this episode. There's an episode titled, What Does This Mean? And don't make things worse than what they are. And yeah, exactly. I am absolutely convinced to never seeing anything as being worse than what it truly is. And, you know, it's just, but I'm- And that I'm, comes down to the dollars side of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So, um, I want to talk about Phil Zito for just a moment. So, we talked about at the conference, this managing your state and how you can have a quality of life. The question is, is are you willing to have your life go well and feel happy all of the time? And, and, I, and for those of you who weren't there, we're not going to go into deep discussion on this just now, but some of you might say, uh, hello, nobody feels good all of the time. The, the question is, would you be willing if it were possible? And how we can determine the quality of our life is depending upon three decisions we make all the time. One, what are we focused on? Because what we focus on is what we feel. Uh, number two, Whatever we're focused on, what meaning are we assigning to this? And that's, of course, what we've been talking about here. So we talked about, I gave another example. Do you remember what example I gave? Mm-mm. I think it was an example of you and I having an argument or something like that. And it's like, what does this mean? Does this mean that, that you know, anyway. But I think it was. I think you're so, right. But the, or in this case, we're t- we gave the example of what does it mean to have 87? When I've, sh- when I've told everybody all year long, I'm going to have 300 people at my first event. There's no way it's not going to happen. And then I show up with 87. What does this mean? So 
I, I did not let that get me down. We talked all about that. So I shared this principle. And then the, the third one is, okay, based upon what you're focused on and the, the, the meaning or the, how you define what that means, what actions are you going to take? This was one of the key sessions of day two of this event. So yesterday, Phil Zito posted this. All right, this is two days after the event. He says, well, I got to use what does this mean strategy again, which by the way, this is his second post on this. He says, I woke up to a text from my wife asking why I had $378 in Facebook ad charges. And by the way, he put in quotes, I don't run Facebook ads. He said he went into ad manager and saw that my ad manager account was hacked and somebody was advertising shoes. I asked myself, what does this mean? And I figured out a meaning. Hey, at least I caught it before it was above $1,000. So uh, he, he automatically assigned the meaning that, hey, at least they caught it soon and not, and not when it would have cost more. And I love his next meaning. It reminded me to change my password more often and to finally add two-factor authentication on my Facebook. And then I got to study how the hacker set up their ad set. That was the part that really cracked me up. He's like stealing marketing ideas from the guy that hacked his Facebook account. <laughs> this is really funny. But, uh, but the idea here is, and, and what does this, you know, what, the, what is the application of what we're talking about here? The idea is that this is normally something that Phil would receive that. T- I mean, I, I, I don't presume to speak for Phil, but I think Phil would probably agree. And I'll just, I'll just put my own sh- shoes on here and say that typically without understanding um, how to maintain our emotional state, by asking, by focusing on these three decisions, right? If you didn't know this information, typically what would happen to me, I get the text message and say, what's this $378? And I'm like, oh my gosh, what do you mean? I didn't do this. Did you do this? And then all of a sudden I would get in there and I'd get angry, you know? And it's like, who would do this? And and I would, it's like, how does Facebook, man, why did they, I mean, they should know that I don't do this. I, I want my money back. And you get angry and ticked off and you get all worked up. And then next thing you know, you're maybe my kids would walk in the room and they'd say, hey, dad, can you, can I ask you a question? Not right now. You know what I'm saying, Mark? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, I mean, it's and so, victim mentality, right? Exactly. It's like, I'm the victim here. This is, this is out. Everything's falling apart. And it goes to what Stephanie's talking about, seeing things as being worse than what they really are. But, and, and by the way, that is a logical meaning that one can assign to waking up or to receiving a text that, hey, where did this $378 from Facebook ads get come from? That is, that is a logical meaning, a, a, a conclusion that many people would jump to, right? Absolutely. However, and st- because Phil came this weekend, and I think he would actually say that, that that's probably what would have happened had he not come this weekend, but instead, his cortisol levels did not spike. He had no stroke and or no, no increased heart uh, stress. And as a result of that, just imagine this. Phil Zito could have avoided, he may have just avoided having a stroke or, or some, I mean, like damage to his heart as a result of managing his meaning. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And you accumulate that up over a lifetime and, you know, you know, maybe it doesn't happen to you then, but 
you have that stress every day because everything that happens to you, you, you have that mindset. You don't understand that you get to assign the meaning that it's your choice. And so you let all that happen to you. And over a lifetime, it adds up and impacts your health in dramatic ways that you, you know, read about in the paper and see in the news. And so, Be- you know, you change it and you change that outcome. Yeah. And it's because we have, we develop habits of how we manage our state. And so if we, we create a habit of seeing things as worse than they are, if we create a habit of assigning those bad meanings and, and, and what Phil is saying is, dude, I broke a habit this weekend. Now, remember, um, I, now when I read that, I, re- I said that one was posted yesterday and you notice when I said, when I read what he said, he says, well, I got to use the what does it mean strategy again. Right. So I, while you were talking, Mark, I, I went and scrolled and I found the one from two days ago. So it's basically the very next day after the conference. I want to read this one to you. This was the first one he posted. He says, so I go and record a, now listen to this. I go and record a powerful video lesson. Then at the end, all excited that I finished the last lesson for the day and I realized, oops, the digital recorder was off. Old me would have been, and I'm going to say the word, if you've got kids in the room, just just pause us for just a second. Okay, you've paused. All right. Old me would have been pissed and would have not been able to record for a while. But I did what Cliff Ravenscraft said. I asked myself, what does this mean? And I thought this means I get to record the lesson over and it will be even better and it will also be shorter. And then he's, it's kind of like hashtag mindset shift. Yep. You, you, once you know, once you understand the secret sauce, and I mean, that was the magic I think of the whole weekend was it was a, this was one tactic of many that was offered to explain and help you people achieve and free their dream, right? And so this is just one small thing in a big weekend. So there are two other things that are on my mind to share. Is there anything you want to bring up, Stephanie, that's on your mind as, as we are having this conversation? Not right now. All right. So what I want you to think of for just a moment is the wives who were drugged to this event or is, do you say drug or dragged um, or coerced to come to this event? So I don't want you to, I, I want you to think about that just a moment. The, the wives that you know that you, I don't met. know anyone who introduced themselves as I was. Okay. So I, was I maybe they like, only I, did I, that I was, to me. Was, yeah. So maybe it was a wife that was dragged after oh. having been drugged. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's a whole other story. <laughs> so anyway, there there were there were two wives that I'm aware of at Free the Dream where they they said he talked me into it. I had no idea why. I, I mean, he he never stops talking about you and blah 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 blah. And and then all of a sudden the tears started flowing. It's like oh my gosh, I had no idea what this was, but this is insane. I mean, I had no idea. And so I, if in, I, I know that I don't need you to speak to that specifically, but to the, I, I want you to think, Stephanie, for just a moment, while Mark and I have an, a discussion about something different, I want you to think about why is it that those who didn't bring their spouse, all of them have said, I'm bringing my wife 
next year and I'm bringing my kids. I would love to know if you have any ideas or thoughts why you think that is. All right. So I'll give you some time to, to put those together. Mark, for you, what I want to hear is something that you said about Tony Robbins. And, and gosh, I don't want to compare Free the Dream to Tony Robbins, but there is something unique about um, about uniquely different, but the desired outcome being the same. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. So Stephanie and I went to free the, or free the dream. We went to unleash the power within in June of 2016 and we walked away and I'm like, we need to do an event where we do this Cliff and Stephanie style. I mean, we need our version of this event and that's what free the dream is. And and because we came away, there's there's an episode from June of 2016 in this podcast feed, or it may not be in the feed anymore. I don't know, but anyway, it's it's back in the archives on thecliffravenscraftshow.com. Anyway, but we did an entire day by day review of our experience at UPW 2016, and we had tons of amazing things to say. And we had tons of things that are not tons of things. We had many things that we said, I didn't like this. I really didn't like that. Um, And the interesting thing, Mark, is you went to UPW this year in July in Chicago with myself and my two children or two of my children, two of my three children. And you came away with some of, I mean, you had things that you loved, but you had, you had some of the same criticisms about things that you did really care about. And one of them was a little bit about the cerebral versus the very emotional. Can you, can you share a little bit of your reaction to Tony Robbins, Unleash the Power Within? Yeah, so many things, right? But, um, and, and I want to be careful here too, because this, your event is not just a, you know, a, your take on Tony Robbins. I mean, Tony Robbins influences this heavily as does Jim Rohn and and a bunch of, you know, all the learning that you've done over the last 10 years. So I think it's a mistake yes. to characterize this as as a as a knockoff of Tony Robbins. It's yeah. so much it's, more it's, than that. It's it's inspired by. Yeah, um, inspired. And, and yeah. Tony Robbins is that event was very inspiring. But Tony takes a very charismatic, uh, let's call it a woo-woo approach, and which is very effective for some people. I understand the science behind what Tony does, you know, as much as insofar as I've, I've done some study of that. And I understand why he does that. And I know he gets great results, but that's not really for everyone. And it particularly wasn't for me. A lot of the, you know, intense jumping around and screaming and uh, sort of charismatic church sort of things, those are those things don't appeal to me, but the underlying message, the science behind it, a lot of the stuff does. And so what I loved about your event was it was, it was just the right amount of emotional intensity coupled with all of the good stuff. And, and for me, that calibration was perfect. And I know a lot of other people in the audience felt the same way. It, it was an emotional event, um, you know, you and I've talked about the fact that you and Steph are planning on having tissues um, out because a lot of people were brought to tears as they had breakthroughs in this event, which to me was just remarkable 
but it that wasn't accomplished with with this sort of um charismatic craziness that that you see at a robin's event and i really prefer the way you do it so said another way if i had to choose between going to your event again or going to a tony event i'd go to your event 15 times before I'd go to another Robbins event because the way you do it appeals to, to me. And, and I, I really appreciated that about this event. Yeah. And that was, that was exactly that. That's exactly. It's like, I wanted, I wanted to be able to have that level of transformation in people's lives, but to do it in a way that doesn't require the 18 hour days uh, of nonstop screaming, the f- literally food deprivation, food and sleep deprivation, uh, and 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 the <laughs> the the sub zero temperatures, uh, and and so many of those other things, and, and also just the the I I I just felt like it I it I know for a fact that it's possible to experience massive mindset shifts without all of the neuro-linguistic programming. I, I, not that I'm opposed to neuro-linguistic programming and anchoring and all of those things. I think they're powerful. But I, it, it's not comfortable and it's not necessarily what produces the greatest amount of change in my own life. What, what has... Go ahead, Stephanie. Well, I went to Unleash the Power Within in 2016 and um, the food deprivation, the sleep deprivation, the sub, what'd you call them? Sub-zero temperatures. Sub-zero temperatures. Um, I missed the tram- trans- transformation day. Yeah, transformation day because my body rejected everything. I had a migraine. I had to go. Um, I told Cliff, I said, I'm just going to go back to the hotel and um, lay down, take something for, for my migraine, and I'll be back. And I slept for eight hours. <laughs> yep. So... Um, I never made it back. That's not for everybody. Right. You know, everybody's body can't handle that. And so you, I don't think you need all of that the, and to the, have a mindset shift. And, the, and that's that was our premise. And what I experienced is, is I purchased some audio programming from... Uh, some audio programs from Tony Robbins where it's not there, there is no neuro. Well, okay. I'm sure there is some neuro linguistic programming and anchoring just in the way that he states things over and over again and stuff like that. But you know what I'm saying? It was, it wasn't the, the intensity and immersion that Tony has at one of his events, but um, what it, just the information, it's the principles, the techniques and, and the strategies for, change in our life the the how do you control your emotional state what if you know just all of the information alone if listened to and applied consistently in your life you can experience change i mean there there's so much power just in the teaching alone that it doesn't have to happen in this highly energized and emotionally engaging way that that is exhausting and that that you have to recover from afterwards and so that that yeah Yeah, and there's other things that i like better too um quite frankly you know as a result of what you are normally talking about and to whom you are normally speaking 
in your channel, you know, your, your tribe is entrepreneur heavy. And yeah. so the tone of, of what, what we were trying to accomplish, although these principles apply to a lot of things, a lot of times we use examples that are easy to understand, like your weight loss and things like that. The overriding majority of people that are at Free the Dream, that their dream has something to do with their work in life, the things that they want to do. Tony's um, application for this is a lot more diffuse and the audience is not cohesive like yours is. And I think you really take advantage of the fact that, that you know, these this is a like-minded um, group of people that you're targeting and, and you're able to use that as leverage to really help people. And that's another thing that's, I think, really different. Tony's stuff is very generic. Your stuff is very specific to help the kind of people that listen to this show. Yeah. I do want to say just for the record, and then we'll go into the family stuff that, that I hope that Stephanie has some thoughts on and, and I'm sure we'll add some too as well. But I just want to say this about Tony. I, I do, I still, I love Tony Robbins. I, I look up to him. I see him as a virtual mentor to me. Um, the amount of impact and influence he has in the world in a positive way is inspiring to me. Yes, there are things that he does and says and the way he does them that doesn't fit my personality. And I know they massively turn off a, a significant portion of my community those things I tend to just overlook, but just look to benefit and learn from the things that I love about what Tony is, uh, does and and who he is and what he stands for. And and I want to say for the record that I I personally, and I hope uh, to take Stephanie with, I would love to go to more Tony events. I, I want to go to yeah, date too. I want to yeah, go me. to I want to go to a date with Dennis, Destiny. Um, I, I would love to take Stephanie and and go with you and Paula maybe to Business Mastery. I mean, there are some other events that I want to go to at Tony, but, um, and, and you're right. This, this wasn't my knockoff of Unleash the Power Within. What, what the only knockoff is that I wanted to have transformative, I, I wanted to create an experience and an event that had the level of transformation that happened in our lives. And I'm talking to myself and Stephanie. I wanted to be able to recreate and an atmosphere that generates that much transformation. Yeah, and one more thought on this before we get back to Steph. I mean, one thing that you taught me many years ago is if you have a message that you're trying to communicate, there are people on the planet that are uniquely able to hear your message because they resonate with the way you give it, your value system that you bring with it, all the things that make you, you, there's a set of people on the planet that will uniquely accept that message because they like you, they, they listen to you, they trust you. And so, you know, that means that whatever your message is, you're going to be uniquely able to reach a set of people that Tony can't reach and vice versa. And so I think it's okay for you to take you know some of the things, some of the some of the work that Tony has done and others have done, and put it in the Cliff Ravenscraft voice because there are those of us listening to this program right now that um, that include me that are very comfortable and receptive to that Cliff Ravenscraft voice, and that means that you can be even more effective than 
other teachers can be for that set of people. For that set of people, absolutely, hands down. All right, so Stephanie, there were a number of people, uh, wives who were dragged, not drugged, not or drugged. Uh, right. There were there were a number of wives, and I think I'm, it's two. Like so, there were two wives that I'm aware of that that didn't understand why their husband had them come. But wow, are they so glad? And and by the way, you're in you're in relationship and and in conversation consistently now with those two. So you know who they are, although they didn't introduce themselves that way to you. But they're like, oh my gosh, I am so glad I came. There are at five to ten men that said they hope to convince their wives to come. There were three women. Yes, that's right. Three women that were there that says, oh my gosh, I have to bring my husband. There were about 15 or 20 people who said, we're bringing our kids next year. How, what in your mind, what was it about Free the Dream, do you believe that struck a chord that says, wow, this is an event for the family? The family. Okay. Um, so I'll address the kids first. Okay. Um, our kids were very much a part of making Free the Dream happen. Um, many people had conversations with our children and came up and um, commented afterwards. Um, several people who had conversations with McKenna, who is 13 and came up and like, are you sure she's 13? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I gave birth to her. I'm pretty sure I know how old she is. That was 13 years ago. That was 13 years ago. And, um, but she thrives on adult conversation she, she really does thrive on that. And so um, to be amongst a group of people who will engage her in adult conversation, like just put her in her happy place. Oh, by the way, just a quick shout out to Chrissy Meyer. Absolutely. Chrissy Meyer, McKenna would not stop talking about just the yeah. conversation the two of you had. So just want you to know. Yeah. Um, there have been people who have come to um, next level workshops who she still talks about because they engaged and connected with her um, one-on-one. And so she, she thrives on that. But I, I think that um, it had a family feel because our kids were there and our kids were very much a part of what was happening. And Grace Harvey was there. And Grace Harvey was there. Which she is a celebrity. Do you guys, I mean, everybody <laughs> knows Grace Harvey. Tell the story. So. Um, Wait, and tell how they had no idea. Stephanie. Tell you, it. As if they have no idea. You, you, you know that Grace and Scott had no idea, right? Did you hear about that part of it? That they had no idea that you had talked about that. Yeah, so in, okay, the, yes. so in the podcast a couple weeks ago, I talked about how Megan uh, found, or how Megan met Grace and Kaylee, right? Mm-hmm. And and I so I told that story in the podcast. And so I said, and and Megan asked me not to not to do anything crazy or friend, but I went and friend requested Scott Harvey right away. And he's like, are you, I, I heard that you're going right. to a conference. Is, is, is that the tribe conference? He says, yeah, are you going? I said, well, I'm probably going to go, but I can't tell you for sure because it depends on how 
quickly I get caught up from being away from my fear. This is my first ro- time in the rodeo, if you will. Yep. Uh, so I don't know how things are going to, how quickly I'll bounce back from that. So, um, but here, I want to make an offer you can't refuse for you and Grace to come. And so I told this whole story. And so, and, and sometimes I just forget that, that people listen to my podcast, you know, and, and that, that <laughs> that's funny. Cause when I record mine, I, pre- I pretend people aren't listening. And, and so, <laughs> so, so, so go ahead. T- do you know the rest of the story? So they get I, there? I think that the rest of the story is that they get, they get there and then, um, they're meeting people on their own. Um, and, and people, Oh, are you Scott and Grace? You're Scott and Grace, Grace, who goes to school with Megan. Like they were already celebrities when they walked in the door. Yeah. And I think that kind of threw them for a loop. Yeah. They, Although it was quite adorable. It was amazing. They're like, Cliff, everybody here knows everybody us. Everybody knows. How did this happen? Yeah. Oh, that was it, fun. it was really great that they were there. Um, and then Scott posted, we, we have a private Facebook group for the attendees and our family, our family. And, um, and Scott posted about spending the weekend with grace and being excited about her journey, um, moving forward. And I just, I love it. I, I love it. My favorite thing, Megan talked to me like nonstop. She's like, dad, if you could only see how many notes Grace is writing into right. her workbook. Well, I told Grace, I said, this is fantastic because now you can tell Megan the same things that we're telling her, but it's <laughs> not coming from mom and dad. Yes. That's awesome. How can you imagine just for a minute, imagine having, because you delivered powerful information by any measure. It's life changing powerful information. Can you imagine if you'd had this information at that age? I oh know. my gosh. It's like, insane. Really? I mean, j- just think about, I mean, Phil Zito and his life changed and, and Grace, Grace is getting this at what, 18, 18 years old. And, and, and it's the same, it's the same reason why I took Matthew and, and Megan to UPW. It's like, dude, this My, will change this your is, life. And it has. It's changing their lives. It has. So uh, Matthew comes home. He's like, um, I've been to UT- UPW. I know what my plan is. I know what I want to do. I'm 17 years old. I think I'm old enough to make the decision. I want to quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> he, let, let, let me. He is using. Uh, it, it, it's, uh-huh. it's, it's, it's kind of interesting because he, he says, Dad. I want to work for you in your business. And I told him, I said, you work, You have to have a job for one year so you know what, it, what it's like to go out there and be an employee first. And, and he's like, I understand what you're saying, but I'm using every technique. I know my outcome. Um, I, I believe it's possible. I am taking massive action. And, and I will tell you, Dad, I will be working for you. And he's like, okay, so what can I do to prove it to you? Tell me something I can do. I will work for you for free, and I will show you how serious I am. I said, well, here's the camera. Let me show you what I want you to do. And he, he literally, he, I mean, yep. if you look at the vlog over at freethedream.live, that vlog episode, the second half, all of that video footage is not from my video production crew. I won't get that stuff for another week or so. That's or all from maybe Matthew. T- the, the video you see there of me hugging on people, that's all Matthew. And he did that. He's like, that was, he's like listen, I'm going to show you how serious I am about wanting to work in your business. Yep. And he's like, and, and I will not give up. And I'm like, it's like, yes, I love this. It's 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 really cool. So so I think that you know wanting to bring your kids back. Number one for your for your kids to have that information starting life. 
is an incredibly attractive idea. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. And and our kids played a vital role in in being a part of that. You know, McKenna worked the the um, registration registration booth. table, and Matthew did um, the the camera, and Megan was just present and um, engaging in conversation and meeting people. And um, I don't know if she did anything else. But she she, she because did exa- she did she have did. to go back to Bowling Green at one point, and you know, for yes. a school event, and so. Um, but it, it it was it truly was incredible, and I think for kids to have this information starting, it just starts them on the right foot. And then what about about, or the, what left about the spouses if you're, or the left foot if you're if you're left handed, which two of ours are because they would lead with their left foot. All right, so that's the children. There's no question. I mean, the idea of giving your kids this information at this age and being able to give it and and, and what I love about our event, I mean, I, I lo- trust me. I will take all of my I will take my kids back to more UP or Tony Robbins stuff. But some people don't want to expose their kids to the language that Tony uses. I mean, and <laughs> right. he uses lots. He does. Um, and he does. and and there's there's a lot of sensual relationships stuff at, at a Tony Robbins event as well, um, and and stuff like that. But our kids are pretty well versed in knowing all about that kind of stuff as far as conversation openly yeah. in our family. So. That's just more examples of what I'm talking about, though, is that when you made this thing yours, and again, it's not just Tony stuff. It's Jim Rohn. It's Zig Ziglar. It's all the stuff. Oh, yeah. T. Harvecker. It's, it's yeah, Napoleon the, Hill. All of it. You've got a millionaire mind. Yes. You know, all of it, I, right? hey, 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 Mark, I am a money magnet. You are a money magnet. But, I mean, it's the integration of all that in a way that only you – could interpret it. And yes, you, you know, when you do this, you're heavily, um, influenced by, by Tony Robbins. Hey, when I do engineering, I'm heavily influenced by Sir Isaac Newton. Okay, fine. But when I do it, I do it my way and you do your thing your way. And one of the things that you don't do is drop F bombs from the stage and you're not off working on smoking and abuse problems and all these super heavy topics that 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 seem to come to the top at UPW this is targeted at entrepreneurs and their life issues which sometimes are pretty heavy but it's not that it's different right and it's it yep. is for your audience and i think that's that's what makes it magic so Stephanie, why so, why the spouses? The spouse, I will I will say um, two things. First, being um, the reason why I went to UPW with you. Okay, I I'm not a Tony Robbins fanatic. He's been trying to get me to listen to Personal Power too for like ever. I I made it through maybe one day one day one. Yeah, I don't think I did day two. <laughs> Um, but on day one, he was listing these things. I'm like, well, I already do those. So I'll keep doing that really well. And then I'll move on to day two in, in a while, but I haven't got there yet. But you asked me to go to UPW for one specific reason. Yes, I did. So we could have the same language. Yes. I said from the stage that sometimes we're not on the same page. And sometimes I think we're not even in the same book. This being the explanation of our marriage prior to UPW, UPW, <laughs> I, I think even um, 
I, I think we've been pretty good for longer than that. Yeah, but, we, we have, but, but let's just put it this way. Prior to UPW, we were always... It's all, we, it's all written in the same language we, now. We've, we were in the same book and we were sometimes in the same chapter, but we were sometimes on different pages and I, and yes... We had different language. Your yours was in Klingon and mine was in Martian. I definitely don't speak Klingon, but um, but uh, Wait, I wish I did. No, I'm just kidding. Ray said. Ray said, Cliff. <laughs> I, he says, if you have a desire to do to to kind of be able to accomplish and do the things that Tony Robbins does, you should probably go to one of his events. And I said, awesome. He goes, but if you go, whatever you do, don't go without taking Stephanie. Yeah. Because we came home on the same level and or same, yeah, same level. And while I didn't go through transformation day, um, I came away with enough. And obviously I have the workbook, you know, I, I came away with enough to understand your transformation. Yes. Okay. So I think that one of the reasons that people should bring their spouse to um, free the dream, and one of the reasons that that spouses were dragged there is for that same language. Um, but more importantly, is that a marriage or a business should not be all about one person's dreams. Yes, we all have a dream, whether you're the entrepreneur or the spouse. And um, one of the activities that you had people do this weekend was to write down 25 dreams, 25 things that they want. And they had, I think it they, was at five minutes. You have five, have minutes five minutes to write 25 right. things that you want. They, they have to be, you have permission to be as selfish as you can possibly right. be. Anything that comes to your mind, don't think about whether it's possible. And, and I encourage everyone hearing our voice right now, do this exercise today. Write down one to 25 and list 25 things you want. And so, yes, you're, we did that. Stephanie, what do you, go okay. ahead. Um, so after we were home, I said, I think this is something that you and I should do. I said, have you done this? Have you written down your, your 25 dreams or wants or whatever you want to call them? You said, no, I haven't. Well, I already admitted to everybody I didn't participate as an attendee because I couldn't wrap my mind around being both. Yep. And um and I really wanted to see if I could come up with 25 things that that I want or desire or dream about. And um it's harder than you think it is. It is. It's not an easy thing to come up with 25 things that you it's want. It's really not, but let me tell you, we did this activity separately and then today at our weekly um lunch we shared our 25 things. 10 of them are the same. Yep. So we're in the same chapter. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're in the same book, you know? Um, I, I think that it is important to dream independently, to share each other's dreams, to support each other's dreams, but also to dream together. Dream together. That's the title of this episode, I think. Okay, you you can have it. You're welcome. And um and so so that's why I think it's important to bring your spouse. Yeah. So I I love that. Matter of fact, there were there was one man 
who had literally started to sob. I mean, he was tears flowing. And he says, I had no idea she had these dreams. And when she read them, it's like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, why, why haven't you ever told? I, 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 I've, I would, you know, it, it, in, in a way. It, she probably she, never thought about them. She never thought of it. It's like, you know, we're so busy trying to help you get your dream that it's like, Seriously, yeah. I, I, it's like he, I, I've d- been there, so yeah. so I know that, and, and and I understand that, and um, and that's why that that's why this isn't important. I'm gonna give a shout out to a man named Jim Munchback, and this is way before we ever discovered <gasps> any of this stuff. Yeah. Stephanie and I very happily married, but we very much had different visions of our finances. Uh, things were, you know, this is, things were financially, so financially tight for us for so long. And then all of a sudden more money starting to roll in, um, that, than we'd ever seen. This is when our business is really starting to take off. But Stephanie and I have complete, I mean, Stephanie has her, her understanding of what we might do with some of the quote unquote financial margin we have. And I have a completely different picture and we were not communicating on this. I had my dreams and I didn't know this, but Stephanie had her dreams too. And it's, I, I, I feel weird admitting it, but it's, it's true. Mm-hmm. And so Jim Munchback um, said, I'd love to give you a free mentoring session, financial mentoring session. And he, he says, Cliff, what do you want? And, and, and he asked this question, you know, like what, just what are five things you'd really like? And, and I mentioned, you know, the top five things that came to my head and you shared the top five things you would have. And can I share what three things you shared? If you remember them, go right ahead. I know three of them. Okay. One, you said, I would love a brand new Toyota Highlander. Number two, I would like to have a brand new home that would be more adequate for our family and what I want to do and provide for our, the friends of our children. Yeah, the friends of our children. And number three, by golly, I want some money to spend. I want a slush fund. I, I want some money every month that's not grocery. It's not utilities. There is there is just some money every month that I get to decide, you know, yeah, I'd like to buy that for myself. Right. And and I'm like, I never knew this. And this came out of this conversation. And then all of a sudden it's like, those desires, those dreams became my dream. And my, my dream, one of my dreams became to make your dreams become true. And I think the very thing, the next thing we started, I think it was the very next month. It's like, okay, slush fund. Step, I'm going to, I'm going to pay, I'm going to write my check for net $600 more than whatever we normally right. would. So whatever our monthly thing is net 600. Cause we always, we always go to our account and say, here's the net amount we wrote our check for. Now you back into the gross amount with that, all the taxes. That is because we, we create our budget um, based on the things that we n- know we need. So, you know, you have to, or I have to kind of guess at things that are going to come up. So, you know, we, we list our budget, our, our mortgage, our utilities. Um, we have a Christmas fund so that we're putting money each month into um, Christmas so that it all doesn't hit you in November and December. Um And, and then we have a grocery and, you know, now we get our hair done. Um, that wasn't something we that wasn't yeah. something we did then and uh 
and, and you know, um, McKenna is um, has a class, an eighth grade trip to Washington, D.C. We're currently paying for that monthly um, in monthly installments to pay that off. And right, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, just so you know, it's not that we took the money and oh, to no, pay no, it no. off. That's we're how paying you pay it, it in advance. Yeah, 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 we're paying it in. And that's how World Strides. Yes. Yes. Just want people to know we are not in debt right. except for our mortgage. No. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sometimes they. Yeah, they need clarification. So, um, so you know, we sit down and we kind of come up with everything that, you know, if there is a family um, birthday that month, we'll, we'll put that money into the line budget. And so we come up with everything that we foresee yep. that we'll need to spend financially in a month. We write that net check and then Cliff sends an email to our accountant and so here's our net. You tell us what our gross is. And, yeah. And you know, they, they tell us what us, our taxes are. And, and we, yeah. and then they tell us how much to transfer yeah. over to the federal government and so, the state government and all that good stuff in the county. Although we but, weren't always able to do that. We, we started out when we were first able to write ourselves, um, paychecks. It was like $3,000 yeah, a month. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, th- I remember it was 3,200 a month. Was it 3,200 yeah, a month? We lived yeah, on 3,200 okay. a month. Which, for years which now like baffles me because our mortgage is more than half of that yeah <laughs> um but uh but yet you have to be um you have to share each other's dreams and you, and you that, yeah, to- that's the point I, so the thing is is because because of that conversation all of a sudden i realized what your dreams were for i didn't think to ask Right. You know, you never brought them up. And then all of a sudden this conversation and well, now- Well, there was never time to bring them up because we're busy making your dreams come true. That's exactly right. And and so that's, it's like, whoa, she has dreams. I thought her, I thought my dreams were her dreams. And, and it's like, okay, whoa, I, I have a, I have a real bad me problem here. It's the me monster. I get it. So, so I, all of a sudden now all of us, it's like for years we've had this slush fund. Stephanie has 300 every month in cash. I have 300 in month and, and it's ours to do with. And, and of course we found out that we went and test drove a Toyota Highlander. It was not the car for you. It was not, it had no, um, it had no giddy up. You it, pushed it, the gas pedal and it took like seven seconds for it to do something. At least with all, our family of five. <laughs> and we, we all weighed a little bit more than back then. So maybe we can blame it on that. But the, the Honda Pilot, we could, I didn't. Uh, yeah, you didn't. But the, the, it, was my, it was my fat butt. Uh, so anyway, the, the thing is, is the Honda Pilot had some giddy up and go. But it was what? about it, it was about 18 months later or maybe right around there. That from the time I knew about your dream of a new car, about 18 months later, you have a car and we paid cash for it. We paid cash. We we paid cash. I drove it brand new off the lot. It would have never happened. Matter of fact, the money that I generated to pay cash for that would have never existed had I not desired to find a way to generate that money for that specific purpose. Same thing with this house. And here's the interesting thing. I'm sorry, babe. I just kicked you. The interesting thing is, get this. To, what did I do to generate the money to pay $38,000 in cash for a 2013 Honda Pilot? I have no idea. I had to create an extra session of podcasting A to Z. That, that was 20 more people that, guess what? Those 20, more, those 20 individuals would have never had the opportunity to take podcasting A to Z during that four-week session had you not wanted that. Because if you had not wanted it, I wouldn't have wanted to offer it. And so because I wanted to give you the car, I needed to do something. This is what I was going to do. And 20 more people created a podcast. Get this. 
20 more people creating content that's having a powerful, positive impact on people's lives. Get this. Hold on. Get this. The people who were at Free the Dream know why I wanted that car. Yes, they do. Because <laughs> I shared it from stage. You did. And so, it. yes. It, what was it? What did I say the title was going to be? Share. You got to share your dreams or no? I don't know. Mark, you got to dream together. Dream together. Dream together. Dream together. So it, it it's and it and and so this tight the title dream together. It, it it's why free the dream is a perfect event for couples to come to together because it's important for you to dream together. Right. And why if you have kids that are of an age that would sit and listen and maybe even take notes. It's important to dream together as a family. Mm-hmm. And it's why I, I, I can just see freedom. Also, also, just to teach your kids to dream. Yes. Dreaming is a great thing. Dreaming is a great thing. And um, from having, you know, three kids go through the public school system, they're just generating robots. I mean... From the minute they walk in the door, it's all about you have to do this to take this test. You have to do this to get, you know, the the county this score. You have to do this. You're going to go to college so that you can get a job, which basically is a lie because, you know. But if you, really, if at the elementary school system graduation, uh, they ask you, what do you want to be? And you're Chris Pavone. You say, I want to be a, I want to be a worldwide wrestling star. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, get a real The audience is going to laugh at you. But, but, but dude, have you met Chris Pavone? He's an awesome dude who is a retired wrestler. Yes, like he is. It, incredibly awesome. Spending time with Chris was a highlight of mine from this weekend. Isn't Absolutely. he cool? He's yeah, cool. He's amazing and real and you know, just I mean, he's he's so much of a great example of of these 87 people that gathered together. I mean, they they just all have these, these kind of traits, you know, it's just a, you're a magnet for amazing people. You too, both of you. Well, thank you. Well, we're, we're, we need to go ahead and wrap up before we're too long that people look at the time and they just, ah, eh, yeah. I don't got time for that one. So Mark Mason, my boyfriend, <laughs> Stephanie Ravenscraft, my lover, I love you guys both so much, and I'm honored to have you both here on this episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. I am so honored to to have played the role that I played and to have you guys play the role that you played in, in doing what God did this past weekend at the Free the Dream Conference. Uh, it, it's I know we've had lots of words today, and I knew the words would start coming, uh, but still, uh, would you guys agree that what we've expressed here doesn't even scratch the surface of what took the place this weekend? Yeah, because I don't think that the three of us, well, I mean, I know that 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 for Cliff and I, um, and I think I kind of view Mark as an inside person. Yep. So I don't think that the three of us are capable of describing what happened this weekend. Like, or if we were capable, I don't know that we're the right, right people, people to communicate what happened this week. Do you Absolutely. agree with that, Mark? Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, as I've seen the private testimonials that are coming in, you know, as people unload uh, in the Facebook group, uh, I know I'm not the right person because these people were impacted in a major way right. that um, you know, that needs to be discussed and that's going to have to be a future topic because you need to make sure that you understand how that happened and do it again for more people because 
you helped a lot of people this weekend. Well, one thing I can tell you is Stephanie and I had this conversation on the way back. Um, Leading up to Free the Dream 2018, I made a point to have lots of conversations or plenty of conversations with every speaker that was coming to Free the Dream. Um, I can tell you right now, uh, you are going to hear a lot of conversations in future episodes of this podcast, and they will be from the perspective of the attendees that I'm going to invite onto this show to have conversations about what they experienced. Awesome. I love it. Mark Mason, thank you, brother. Hey, thank you, Cliff. I mean it for, you know, being such a good friend, but letting me in and letting me help in a very small way this weekend. It it was uh, impactful for me. And, uh, and I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. And Stephanie, I am absolutely madly in love with you. Thank you. And will you... I'm I know, sorry, did you say Stephanie or... I, I said Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, I know this isn't the Thriving Mosaic podcast, but I... By the way, check out latenightim.com and look up the Late Night I Am podcast, which I'm sure Mark Mason's going to bring back from the graveyard very soon. Yes. Uh, in fact, this this it's Thursday. Sweet. I love it. And Stephanie, the Thriving Mosaic podcast is Stephanie's solo podcast. You want to check that out, thrivingmosaic.com, or you can find Thriving Mosaic in your favorite podcast directory. If this were the Thriving Mosaic podcast, how would you tell people, uh, or what would you say at the end of the show? Live your life on purpose.